and welcome to I Was There, where we get the actual factuals on conversations with eyewitnesses to history. I'm Ron Roberson. And I'm Jeff Trujillo. How'd you like that intro, Matt? Pretty good. Huh? <laughs> Man, you're getting fancier and fancier <laughs> as we go along here. The actual factuals. I <laughs> thought I'd throw it in there. but uh, So we're back again, and uh, we've got a kind of a, a, a different show today. What are we doing today? Well, today's a continuation from a conversation we had earlier uh, in our season with Bill Spencer, who was, if you remember, he was an aerospace engineer, and uh, he worked on uh, the Apollo program, he also worked on the shuttle program, and he worked on GPS. Okay. The last episode, we covered his Apollo years, Mm -hmm. and so this episode, we've had such great feedback, and when we originally talked to him, the conversation did continue. We talked to him almost for an hour and a half, hour 45 minutes, so we're going to pick it up where we left off, and he's going to delve into his space shuttle years and his GPS years. And so he has a lot to say, and um, those programs were amazing. Yes. And he just, he was front row to a lot of history. And so we're going to hear about some of the things he saw and just uh, get caught up on on the continuation of his career, you know, through the time when he left that program and and retired. Awesome. And of course, we want to encourage our listeners uh, to like us and go ahead and tell us. We do, we do. And so, you know, we're getting a lot of feedback on this show. And Lots of last, feedback. Yeah, the last several weeks, I've heard from a ton of people. Just It's been very encouraging because we don't know if uh, people are listening or not. But as I run into people and as people contact us, it's been overwhelming <laughs> how, how uh, positive people are and how much they're enjoying it. Right. And yep. so I'm glad that people are having fun listening. And we're having fun. I'm enjoying the heck out of this. And, yep. you know, learning as we go. That's To me, that's the best thing is when you can – Talk to somebody and learn along with the audience. That's mm-hmm. just, to me, that's that's the best uh, of both worlds. Yes, sir. And how can folks get a hold of us? So we have our Facebook page. Uh, it's the I Was There podcast. And so if folks on Facebook want to look us up, just search I Was There podcast. If you're listening to the pod, this podcast, you've found us. But if you're trying to tell somebody else how to find this podcast, go to your favorite podcast platform and search I Was There with an exclamation point. That's the easiest way to find us. And so I encourage people, if you have feedback, send yes. us. And, you know, I... I had the good pleasure. or bad, good or bad. I, and especially if you know somebody who's seen some history, please send them yes. our way. Yes. Uh, we've already had our last guest was somebody that was referred to us. And yes. you know, those, those are, there's so many people out there that have seen amazing things. And again, if we don't know them, we get to learn along with our audience. And to me, that's, that's just a great way to, to go. Mm-hmm. I do want to encourage, um, I spoke to Bill earlier this evening as we were preparing to do uh, this show, part two of his show. And I want to encourage the Spencer family um, to reach out to Bill because <laughs> I said, Bill, you, did you get some feedback? He goes, yeah, I heard from a bunch of people, but nobody in my family talked to me about it. So, <laughs> and, and I know they talked to him because they, they commented on Facebook, but nobody actually called Bill. So can Spencer family, can you please call Bill? Yeah, and Bill needs a little love. <laughs> So. Everybody but the family, huh? Yeah, well, I think he said his daughter Jody. So Jody, good job for reaching out to him. But the rest <laughs> of you, Spencers, come on, man, come on, reach out to Bill. Bill needs some love. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. On that note, man, let's let's dig in. I can't wait, man. I'm I'm, I'm excited for the second half. So let's let's dig into it. Okay. And with uh, without further ado, let's get into part two of Bill Spencer and his uh, exciting career in aerospace. How, indeed, um, did you transition to the shuttle, if you will? Well, 
it was another big program. They were, they were getting ready, uh, just starting out again. It was an attempt to – it became a reusable kind of concept right. where you could do things and uh, reuse it. You could go up to space and, and uh, launch satellites. You could do all that. And it was, it was an extremely, extremely successful program. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, it had – all, it seemed like all programs had that one incident or two incidents where uh, it shows you how fragile right. or how complicated these things are that, that could happen. But it was fun. It was. It was. And you, when you, if you ever get the chance, if you haven't seen it up there in Los Angeles, I think you'll be amazed. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yes. at the Science Center. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. That, that's something. So, I just I have a question. So the space program, and, and as we've gone to many of the museums. We, you know, in Houston at uh, Kennedy Space Center. But the things are being built here, but then they take off in Florida, but then they're being commanded and controlled by in Houston. Why? <laughs> and then and then, what is that like working so remote back in the 60s? I mean, it, it was, there was it, no it's, cell phones. It's just, yeah, there was no, no GPS. No, no, no <laughs> in fact... Uh, it was the same thing. You know, you, you had landlines and you had uh, – and, and a lot of times in those cases you were at the facility when you launched. And then when the satellite or, or when when the Apollo got to a certain stage within it, it went to what they called NASA, which was in Houston. Remember those right. buildings went to? Yes. That, we saw those control stations. It went from live at the launch. These guys were listening, but when it – Lift it off, and then they switch that over to them. That's always been that way. And so they had this, they have this, like for the GPS satellite. We started, we launched out of Vandenberg Air Force, and then uh, it's called the Blue Cube. It's an Air Force building that's up by uh, San Jose, and and we lift, launched off, and and then we passed it off to them, and then they mm-hmm. they would be there. So and then what would happen was you either have people, you either have people there, or you. M- you egress over to those people. But on the GPS program, towards the end, we didn't have anything like the TVs or anything. But they had TVs like that. But we could, yeah. we could, uh, we had, we had our, our, our station was here in uh, El Segundo or Seal Beach and, and then the one at the Cape, and we would talk to them. We were, we were on the net together. And then uh, on a, can I go there on another sad note, um, uh, about 35 years ago, yeah. uh, we had the Challenger incident uh, where were you, and uh, what went through your mind? What did you see? You know, I had a lot of friends that were uh, that, that worked on on uh, the shuttle, and I had left the shuttle, and then I came down to what I consider to be the the greatest program I ever worked on, and that was mm-hmm. the, the GPS program. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was small, that kind of thing, you know. But uh, anyhow, I was out on lunch, and I, w- I was going in to get a, a Coke, or something, and I saw this picture of the launch mm-hmm. and, and of the incident. And everybody, you know, as soon as I saw it, there was no doubt in my mind what would happen. It was mm-hmm. terrible, you know. You, but a lot of people thought, well, maybe something. You know, they didn't. You don't know, so they were hoping something. But yeah, I saw that, and and we were were just getting into the some of the final stages of launching GPS satellites out of uh, out of the. Shuttle, we can mm-hmm. we can do multiple launches, and, and so then what you do is you you don't have all you don't have a rocket that takes the GPS up there. You, you get in the shuttle, and then you would launch and go from there. Mm-hmm. The, the the shuttle would be at 130 miles, and then it would go up to 10,000. Mm-hmm. Our our 
GPS would have its own uh, solid propellant engine. So that's where I was, and and it was, it brought back a lot of, it it just it just seemed, and, and it wasn't a terrible design flaw. I mean, something structurally failed. It was something, you know, an O ring or something. You'd think mm-hmm. O rings and stuff like that wouldn't. It's not a major. Well, it would not. What you would not think is a major component. I mean, right. Yeah, you'd think something like an engine failed or or something, but no. But then then when they had the second one. The Challenger was the worst, but then the second one, they're actually watching it on television, and it disintegrated in the way in. Right. So, yeah. But but as a as a team member who worked on those things and are building those things, do, you know, I, I think for some people think that maybe you would want to, with the loss of life and such a tragedy, you'd want to quit. But it seems like with the space program, it ignited a desire to make good on it or make it better for you guys. Yeah. Well. You got to remember that the people that lost their lives, just think of the sacrifices that they made every day to get to be an astronaut or do what they did. And, and all they've seen probably things that they flew in airplanes that crashed. You know, it's just that drive to do. You know, they, they're, uh, they're, they're very best. And uh, they knew there's a lot of them, you know, would wouldn't talk about it, but I'm sure they were aware of what could happen. It's it's there today as it was then. You know, nobody would have, and especially especially after you start to see a bunch of successes, mm-hmm. it becomes maybe in the eye of the public, it becomes like, oh, this is nothing. They just they launch another satellite. They launch mm-hmm. another uh, shuttle, but uh, it's not that simple. Mm-hmm. It's it's simple. It appears to be simple, but there's always the danger, and I think those. Those uh, people who are willing to fly in it or are willing to make that sacrifice for the, for the betterment of us, for, yeah. for, for given they're doing those things for a real reason. They're not, you know. So I mean, we saw some of that when, in those museums. You, you you see the things that, uh, that who those people were, and and, yeah. and they were very talented, very uh, educated, uh, very uh, amazing human beings. Yeah, amazing tributes in in each of those museums to those folks, and um, yeah, it's very very moving. So you mentioned GPS, mm-hmm. and you mentioned that was your next adventure. You had done Apollo, you'd done space shuttle, and then you moved on to, I think you said was your greatest accomplishment was well the greatest. I had um, worked on big programs and things, you know, and so when I I had some mentors along the way that. Uh, were amazing, amazing. You know, I met a gentleman. He's about ten or twelve years older than I, and sitting in a statics class at Long Beach State. And here I am, I'm in shorts and, and flip flops, and he's yeah. he's sitting there with a briefcase. And uh, I said, "This guy, this guy's taking this is pretty serious." You know, I had a clipboard, and you know, I was I just looked like a jock. So I he's a, but anyhow, his name was Bob Bleck, and I, I started with him on Apollo, and then uh, we went all the way. And another gentleman, uh, Jack Bradek, came. Uh, came from uh, Ohio. He worked on A3J. A3J, another airplane built by North American. Mm-hmm. And he came out, and we worked on Apollo together. He worked in that group buying the parts, and we got to be good friends. And mm-hmm. and uh, so he called me up, and Jack said, Hey, I got a, there's a job down here. I think I fit you right. You want to come down and check it out? So I said, Yeah, I like to. I don't want to work here because, the, the you know, things change, and you, you don't seem like you fit into what you're – so I, I went down there, and I, I get in this elevator, and – I uh, meet this guy, and he's really. I thought, wow, this is this is this is really. What did, and I said, what did you do before? He said, well, I I was a 
doing the power systems, and I, I was on those consoles for Apollo. Mm. <laughs> well, this guy, he lives in Cerritos, Ray Bierman. He, he's, he is truly the brightest man I have ever met in my life. He is. He, I was doing some thermal stuff one time, and he came over, and I was trying to look for the formulas, and he just drive them out of his head. So, mm. so he said, you want to come to work here? We could, they could probably really use you, you know, and uh, we're wow. going to – I said, what are we going to do? And he said, well, you work for me. And he said, we're going to put a GPS satellite in a three-bay rack. You know, like you guys got all these equipment racks and stuff. Yeah. We're going to put it in there, mm. and then we're going to travel around the country, and uh, people will use it to test out the user's part of it. In other words, they'll see if they can lock up on the signal and whether, you know. So uh, that's what we did. We took a got an old Air Force truck that they gave us, and we put a GPS satellite in a three-bay rack, and hmm. uh, that was the first thing that I started on GB, GPS with, and it was the first time, really, before we even started the development program that we had a system that was all plugged together. Wow. So that was the start, and it got to do all the things that I wanted to do. You know, yeah. uh Got to go to launches, uh, got to be part of launch teams, got to be responsible, have a very responsible job where I was the one that people, you know, really was a, really fulfilled. And uh, when when I retired and I went and told the boss and he said, well, you know, you can't retire. You know, <laughs> Boeing had just bought us. And, and I said, well, I, I got to get out of here because Boeing doesn't have medical for retirees and I, we have some medical problems, so we, we got to do that. And we said, well, just Come back Monday, we'll hire you back. So what they did is they hired me back, and I worked another, I worked another 15 years, and uh, it was uh, it was really spectacular. That program was very – it's another one of the first. Well, yeah, at that time. I mean, you know, nobody had made 28 satellites. Nobody had had the navigation accuracy like that. Uh, when we started making them, we had a block one where we put up, oh, I think it was eight satellites, ten satellites, and uh, to, to, to verify the concept. And we put them up in certain places, and I kept asking, why are we putting them up over Saudi Arabia and all that place? What's going on over there? Well, it was the Gulf War. Mm. So we had the first chance to see how it would work. Right. And the war lasted 100 hours. I, I was thinking that maybe GPS, <laughs> GPS had something to do with it. I don't know. <laughs> so so let, let's go back, though. Explain to us what is GPS. GPS is a navigation satellite. It can tell within for you that for us the user uh about six meters 18 feet oh, accuracy wow but for the military it's developed by the u.s government it was a government program so it it has greater accuracy for their uses but it is a it is a system that can see the whole world so how do you see the whole world you have to have satellites so we have six Six planes, various planes, six of them, and we had four satellites or more in those planes. So we, a, a complement would be 24 to 28 would be the number. When you say planes, you're talking about like a slice of the Earth. Yeah, just in other words, if you like drew a circle, like the equator, okay, mm-hmm. that's yeah, what, that, that's that would a plane. be a plane. Yeah, a plane. Gotcha. And then the poles, that would be a plane. Gotcha. And then you would come over and that would be another plane, you know, so till you got to the point. And the satellites would rotate within that plane. You would, they would space them within that plane. Mm-hmm. They would stay in that orientation, and then you would have that full coverage no matter where you are. Mm-hmm. Um, and so to, to map the Earth, you need how many satellites in the air at the same time? They're all in the air that? at once, um, and you, you, may have, you may be able to see what you want to see with one, but you may, may 
be able to see with two, but but usually it's just a uh, a matter. Sometimes it's triangulation, and and they what what really works is that the the signal from the spacecraft, it, the satellite. I, it, well, real quick though, I guess what I'm trying to get at is earlier you were telling us that when you first started with GPS, you had to have a certain amount of satellites that you needed to map the world. Was it 28 that you said? Yeah, that, that's what we – that's no, not to map the world, but to, to uh, provide coverage to the world. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. In other words, if you were sitting here in, in our location now, if we didn't have a satellite that flew over this or was in the range of the capability of that s- satellite, the GPS satellite, you couldn't get the signal. Therefore, you would be in a, a blank spot. Right. And that's why I mentioned that, that when we first started launching them, we launched them into specific planes that covered specific places on the Earth. And, and that was how it works. But uh, it was it never made us, you know, I didn't know how to spell satellite. I didn't know <laughs> how, many, how many L's it has, how many. And, and, and our company, North American, at the time it was, it was called a North American Boeing at the time. Mm-hmm. And we'd only had maybe that I knew of was one black program, a, a classified program that had a satellite. And we never, I didn't, we didn't never build a satellite. I'd never worked on a satellite. They're not too complicated, you know. But the key on the whole thing is the timing, you know, knowing where you are, what time it is, you know, and, and that's the key. To get a clock that makes, that loses a, a second in a year or 10 years or 100 years, you know. So that clock, the development of that clock was done by my, First company and my 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 retirement check from North American Aviation. <laughs> uh, they built it and, and, and developed it in Anaheim Autonetics. Mm, interesting. And then other companies, you know, started building towards the end. But yeah, and then I got to, you know the fun thing about it was you get to go to to the Cape where I show you. We went. Remember, we went and you saw some of the launch pads where we yeah. launched satellites there. Yeah. So you had said that one of your dreams was to be in the mission control, I guess you would call it, yeah, right? And yeah. so what, tell, tell me was that, what that was like the first time that you got to do that. Um, I, like I said, I worked with – I've always thought that I was not of the quality, and I, to this day I believe it. Uh, there are people that are so much smarter than I am, but I worked with people that were willing to share and give the opportunity uh, – that those gentlemen I told you about that I uh, were my mentors through this 52 years, they left, and they they left, and, and I'm going, well, what? Uh, <laughs> you can do it. Don't worry about it. You got it. You know. So the first couple times I did it, I was a little nervous, but uh, like anything, and then uh, I became, and then the young guys were working with me, and then then we we, did, we developed that, that team concept and. Uh, we, and you work 24-7, you know, you, you have, so we split up that, and, and you'd, sometimes you go, I went to uh, launches at, at the Cape. I was in the launch for 40, I think 41 satellites. Wow. Wow, 41 launches. Wow. I tell you, it's wow. good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's amazing. That's it's good. amazing. And, and I had really the... I had to, I had grown from being an instrumentation engineer to what they called a TT and C engineer. It's a telemetry, tracking, and command. So what those three functions are, the telemetry is what you receive from the instrumentation from the satellite to the ground. Mm-hmm. Commands are what you send up and tell you tell a satellite, okay, 
turn that off, turn that on, turn, and then the tracking was just, uh, we used it for early orbit before we got the GPS up and running, then, then you tracked it with, uh, with, with something called S-Band. So. Mm-hmm. Wow. So you told me a little while ago that, um, what was it like the first time that, you know, you're sitting in that seat and you're the guy in charge and someone asks you a question <laughs> about what do we do? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I... I as as I the more I did it, the better I felt. You know, I was uh-huh. I, you know at first I was I would go in there and sit and say, "Please, Lord, don't let anybody ask me a question." You know, <laughs> please, and make my sure my hard you know make sure please hard work don't make any hiccups. <laughs> but then as and then it, but as I got done it a few times and and uh, there wasn't any major things, then I I sort of you know bring it on I can do it. But yeah, one time there was a launch and and they were going to stop the launch. And uh, the officer in charge uh, in the Air Force uh, asked me, what would I do? So I said, well, I would call the people who make this particular box, one of those things that supports the telemetry or command, and let's get them on the phone and we'll work it out. You know? So we did, and um, they concurred, and he said, oh, go ahead. And we went, and we didn't have any problem at all. Wow. So th- what became the fun in the last 15 years or so was those kind of problems and solving things that other people seemed like they couldn't, but just having a team of guys that worked together and just took it piece by piece by piece. You know, when you're at these launches, each, for instance, the satellite launches, each launch is how much, how much money do these, each one of these rockets I, and it put with a satellite on it attached to it? What, you know, I, 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 never, I, I'm never, I never... I never paid much attention to the money thing. Hmm. Probably, probably, probably I probably should have, maybe not, but I never did. But I, I would think it was in, you know, I would think that if you had a satellite sitting on there, it's fifty-five, sixty million dollars, and then the launch itself, uh, McDonald Douglas did originally till they they had to join up with somebody because they had mergers and things. Because they, uh, I would imagine theirs is equally that. So you're, you know, you're you're talking. A lot of money, a lot of money, and that's why it becomes uh, why they want to do re- reusable. What part of that could you reuse? So, yeah. you got to be pretty much astonished as well as oh, overwhelmed I, with what they're doing now with SpaceX well, and well, some, you know, I I was responsible for some hardware uh, on on GPS, and just to see what would happen between, uh, let's say, I had this the telemetry system. I, it was about a hundred and 35 pounds mm-hmm. weight weight is money right you, know, you got to launch it it takes up space right. well just the evolution in the times in the 70s and 80s 110 became 60 <laughs> we, yes. could, we could you know where it took 10 boards of hardware it, it was done in two boards of hardware mm-hmm. it it so that was 70 80s well nowadays the it's, it's well like now we've got cars that have cars <laughs> cars that have more capability power capability in, in uh, than we had on the you know on the Apollo. <laughs> sure. Now we've got cars you can't sell because they don't have the what the chips. Right. Yeah. And those chips were amazing. Uh, yeah. You know, it's it, we, before we had resistors, transistors, yeah. relays. Now they have chips that, that take the place of a board. You know, they, that was the thing I found amazing was that a board was something that was maybe eight and a half by eleven and, and or ten by, and you'd 
you'd had a chip that could do all that. You know, so so <laughs> yeah. I can see how it, that yeah. it's made a major, and it's going to make many. It's going to keep. It's going to. I don't know if the word doubles, triples. I don't know what the word is. Quadruple, maybe. It's just going to keep doing that. What are your thoughts on Mars? I never was a fan of NASA too much when I was working because they were. Uh, we had some battles with those guys. You know, they, they were not invented here. You know, they were honest and and really. But I think as long as that, long as NASA still exists and JPL still exists. Um, these billionaires that want to do certain things with with their money, uh, I hope that uh, they can do whatever they want, but I hope that those organizations that are funded by the government still exist and because they probably will have the well-being of all of us more than somebody that wants to go right in a satellite, I mean, in a Mm -hmm. booster in outer space because you're, you're rich. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I, don't, I don't. I don't buy into. Would that. you go up, Bill? Yeah, uh-huh. If given the opportunity, would no. you fly? No, no, I would not. Go? I would not. No. I wouldn't do that when I when on Apollo either. It's just too. Uh, it was too complicated for me. I, I mean, it was. It's not simple, you know. I mm. mean, there's there's. I, I you know it's like flying. It's like when you go flying with somebody, you know, like Jack, my buddy. You know, you always used to say, "Come on, go! Fly. I'm going to go flying with me." I, said, I don't think so, you know. <laughs> Even though I trusted him, I, you know. <laughs> I hear you. Where do you see all this going in the future? Um, I I hope that it, from I have this. I have a, one thing about being part of the program for 52 years. Mm-hmm. In, in your life, you accumulate. I mean, I got. So many wonderful friends that knew me when I was 18, and you know, uh, there's one of them is a PhD that uh, Dr. Vaught. He teaches at Long Beach State College, and uh, we, he, him and I play golf together after work. We'd play, you know, and uh, I saw him recently, but first time I'd seen him in 18 months because of the COVID, and uh, he could hardly wait to come up and tell me how excited he was for all the things that are going on now. He said, mm-hmm. Bill, this is this there is more things being done right now than when we were working because we thought that you know, you talked about aerospace. Aerospace mm-hmm. was really big before. You could mm-hmm. but uh so I think it's gonna be right now I it sounds like I'd have to think that he uh is corrected it's gonna be uh, a boom. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know what I, I just know that I watched JPL and some of the things that they've just done, mm-hmm. now that fascinates me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That really does. JPL, and just recently when you saw what they were doing, yeah, helicopter, yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's for me. Not not some rich guy flying a <laughs> flying in a rocket, you know, doing weightlessness. Yeah. <laughs> How about I know that when we, on one of our trips we watched uh, we watched one of the one of the rockets come back down and land on a pad. And you were saying how incredibly technical the math involved and right. for it to go up into space, circle around a little bit, and then come back down and land on, yeah. a, on a landing pad. What's Well, you know, that's, that's the thing that, that uh, is new. That makes things reusable mm-hmm. that you can do. So how did they do that? <laughs> how can they do that? Yeah. Well, remember we talked about this thing that went down to the moon, right? Yeah. And there's this moon. It's orbiting above, mm. and it went back up there. The limb. Yeah, it went down. Yeah. 
parts of it went back up there. So what's happened is I think the technology is such that it makes it much easier to do those kind of things. The guidance system, you know, it's the it's it's an engine is an engine, you know, and its ability to change thrust, they can do it, right? You've seen mm-hmm. it on on the, the limb and and we launched, believe it or not, North American Aviation launched off of barges off of Long Beach. Oh, really? Really? Years ago. Years ago. <laughs> wow. Did anyone know that that's what no, was they going were, on? No, they were there. We know we launched that. <laughs> what are you doing out there? Yeah. <laughs> no, that, that's, that's another thing that, that, uh, that, that uh, Autonetics did. You know, they, they, they had a thing. They launched a platform like that. But you saw now, like we said, you see them coming back down. So, and you saw one recently that didn't do so well. Right. Well, that you know. But I'm sure. See, they, one thing about one thing I think that that Elon Musk has that oh, uh, going for him because he's he's involved not with so much the travel of the, of the situation. Uh, he's tr- more into the technical. You know, being able to provide the. He'd be, be on both parts, right? commercial and and uh, the government. Right. Uh, he can do things faster because he doesn't have as much overseeing, and he can get to the problem and, right. and, and correct it. So right. That's a good sign, I think. Well, it sounds like Branson and Bezos are looking for uh, commercial space travel <laughs> yeah. to the public, which is – how long do you think that's going to take, or if that ever will I, take place? I don't know. I, my days on this earth, I, I got a country western song. I like living on borrowed time. So I, <laughs> I, I don't. I don't think I'm worried about going to outer space unless unless my wife puts me there. <laughs> and next time we have him on, let's talk about space junk. <laughs> space okay. junk. They've that's already right. polluted the, uh, this, you know all the different parts <laughs> and things floating around. That's another. That, that, that's the reason to bring him back, right? Yeah. yeah. I, just as a little after note, I, I spent uh, a week in uh, Colorado Springs learning about that. Is that right? Yeah, because really? we were flying GPS satellites at ten thousand or at a ten thousand orbit, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I didn't realize uh, it was it was the Long Beach uh, or the four hundred five freeway times a thousand. Whoa! It's, wow! How are they going? What are they going to do with that? Are they ever going to clean it yeah. up? Well, some some programs like our program, we had what we call disposable. We put them in a. We knew how to control them, and we put them in an orbit that allowed us to securely not cause any problems. But we were at ten thousand. There are other people that are, that are other orbits, but you know the Chinese just let it go where it goes. Well, right, that's, right. That, that's not that's not acceptable. I've heard that that other countries they we have. can we can control what we do, but other countries they're not so meticulous. But it's, it's thousands. They, wow. At the time when I was doing it, maybe twenty five thirty years ago, it was four thousand, five thousand. Now it's it will. They're launching 70 or 80 satellites at a time. Wow. So are they going to have to go back up and clean it up? Wow. I mean, I, I it comes know. a point where it's saturated and right. it's unsafe to fly. I don't know about you, but that's what that helmet you saw me wearing was <laughs> <this> for. <laughs> I'm glad I'm done, and I'm proud of what we accomplished. And uh, I was just very, very lucky for the opportunity to do it. And uh, it was, to me, it was a life uh, I couldn't have asked for a better job. I, you know, m- my dad 
enjoyed his time as an engineer, and I, I truly enjoyed it. And I, and I made such tremendous friends, you know, because we're working so hard, you, you really get to know a person well, you know. But, yeah, thank you. Thank well, you. no, thank you. Thank I you. Mean, thank you. And, Absolutely. And, you know, I mean, every time I pick up the phone, I think, and, and you know, and get directions, I think, well, Bill's guiding me, uh, <laughs> guiding me to my next location. Well, well you know, <laughs> you know what it is. I, 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 I blame my golf game on it. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> you know, it's it, why well, it says here it's 120 yards. Right. right. <laughs> well, I, I do have one question for you, Bill. And this is this is a pretty deep question. So we've we've done a lot of travel. I think we've done what seven cross country trips so far, or something like that. Um, you know, and we you've worked on these great programs. You've developed GPS. How come when I turn around and I, you usually are in the back seat. You like to to you know have us drive you, and yeah. so you're usually in the, and I turn around. Why do you have paper maps everywhere? And you're <laughs> usually you're usually reading the paper maps. Thomas and not Guide the, or something? Or oh, he takes he goes to AAA, he gets the maps, and he, he maps out where we're going on paper. What? That's it's it's because of the lack of skills. <laughs> <laughs> You know, if you don't know how to use your phone, I just take pictures with my phone. <laughs> and you, you're the one that taught me how to do all that stuff. See, it, now you push this button and this button, and there you get the map right on. It right. takes a picture of the map, right. so I don't need the maps anymore. <laughs> so that's why if if some of the people out there on Route 66 are finding maps, AAA maps, it's because I was throwing them out. <laughs> well, isn't it interesting, though, that you, you know, with Apollo, you developed cameras. With GPS, you developed mapping and on our phones today when we do look at our phones what do we use them primarily for we take pictures and we use them to help us get Navigate. places mm-hmm. and, and, communi- so, and communications and right. communications and so right. bill i mean thank you thank you, you know, I, I, mean, I didn't have anything i'm just a, you know what i'm just like i said there is well what did i what was the number i said four hundred thousand people Join together to work on one common goal. Mm-hmm. Wow. That, what can you say nowadays? 50 years later, mm-hmm. 50 yeah. plus years, uh, I would like to see if I couldn't find some of them. Most of the guys I kept, you know, probably some of them are in jail and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> some of those guys from, but no, but, but uh, yeah, that's the that, that's thing, you know, that, that's to be able to. Why can't we do stuff like that now? There's got to be some way. I, the thing that bothers me, there's got to we like now, we go to go to the now, you got a, a thing where you can develop vaccines in half, 20%, whatever. Why why can't we take that all that thing and do the same thing for anything that we need right. to have done right. that will be good for all of us? Yes. Yeah. I think you guys shown, showed that that can be done mm-hmm. if yeah. you have a if you have a mindset and a, and a clear direction. And people are willing to sign up to it. You know, people I mean, willing to do and it. You, and if, you, when you become a part of something like that, you it even proves your performance because you don't want to be the one <laughs> that lets them down. You don't right. want to be the one that says, we can't launch because XYZ over there <laughs> right. doesn't have his stuff done. <laughs> right. Right. All right. So, Ron, that wow. was Bill's part two. And yeah. what a career. Wow. 
Yeah. Wow. Amazing things that that, uh, Bill got to see while he was working at, you know, several different aerospace companies and a lot of friends. And, you know, one of the things he told me uh, after this episode was he forgot to mention that when he was working at Rockwell, he said he went to HR and said, is there any chance I could take some stuff for a show and tell? And he said he was friends with a lady in HR, and she said, yeah, bring a box. And so she took him in. He got to take a space suit. Oh, wow. And he took got to take a bunch of other stuff, a space helmet. Oh, wow. And he got to take all that stuff. And he said that he still hears from, from a lot of those kids that yep. were kids then still talk about how cool it was that he was able to bring that stuff that mm-hmm. the astronauts actually used for show-and-tell day, you know, in their fourth-grade class or whatever it was. So, wow. Well, yeah. A regular rocket man, huh? He, Bill is is definitely the rocket man. I so. like Bill. Yeah, he's a good guy. Yes, indeed. So. Okay, man. Well, I guess that pretty much wraps this up. Um, can we uh, get the folks uh, some information on how to find us? Yeah, so we talked a little earlier how to find us. You know, the, another thing is if you like what you hear, please give us a, you know, a nod. Uh, if you can go on there, uh, give us a s- five stars if, if you feel like you like us that much. And uh, it just helps us to be found, you know, in the search yeah. engines. And so whatever platform you're on, if you can give us a, a, a five-star rating, we would appreciate it. Please just visit our Facebook page, reach out to us, send us some, even if it's just, hey, hi guys, we'd like to hear the feedback. And like you had said earlier, good and bad, mm-hmm. please let us know. And let again, know. again, especially if you know somebody that's seen some history, mm-hmm. please send them our way. We want right. to talk to them. Yes, sir. All right. And that just about wraps it up, folks. We hope you enjoyed the program. And we'll see you next time on I Was There, Conversations with Eyewitnesses to History. I'm Ron Roberson. And I'm Jeff Trujillo. Yes, you are. And we're <laughs> going to say good night. Good night. Good night.